This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. USDA reports produce fireworks in both directions. The June 30th reports lived up to the reputation of being big price movers, and this time it was the acreage update that sent soybean prices up sharply and corn down hard. Corn plantings were estimated just above 90 million acres, a full 1 million acres above the highest pre-trade report estimate. Soybean acres came in 3.5 million acres below the lowest trade estimate. Combined, corn and soybean acreage is about 2 million under what was expected. Lower-than-expected stocks estimates helped corn futures attempt a recovery, but the acreage surprise was ultimately too much for the bulls to shrug off. The surprise started with the pre-report consensus being wrong to look for corn acres to drop slightly in favor of soybeans relative to the marked prospective plantings estimates. Total corn acres were expected to rise about 3.7% from last year, but the actual increase was 6.2%. Fewer prevent plant acres allowed North Dakota, South Dakota, and Minnesota to contribute to the expansion, but the year-over-year acreage gains pegged at 32, 8, and 5% respectively. Heavy corn acreage gains were also a product of Illinois plantings being up 6.5%, and Iowa being up almost 4% for the year. The number of acres increased by 500,000 for Illinois and 300,000 for Iowa relative to the March prospective plantings report. The only notable reduction in corn acres from a year ago was Nebraska, with plantings down just 1%. Total wheat acres were predicted almost exactly by the average trade guess, but the breakdown by class showed that Durham and winter wheat acres were less than expected, while spring wheat was about 6% higher than the mean estimate. Cotton acres are just a touch under what was anticipated, confirmed down by almost 20% from last year. Soybean acres were higher than expected and oats were lower. The quarterly stocks report was friendly on its face, but not by enough to offset the acreage influence. Corn, soybeans, and wheat stocks all came in under the average trade estimates. For corn, the most notable outcome was the on-farm stocks were up 5% from last year, while off-farm stocks were down 15%, a dynamic that could continue to support old crop basis for a little while longer. Soybean stocks were down 18% in total, and the applied usage rate was down 8% to reflect overall tight supplies. Wheat stocks were down 17% on the year, while the disappearance was up 11%, something that may be reflective of increased feed substitution. Monday's trade base still have more to digest from these reports, while markets also price in weekend weather and the latest forecasts. The forecast for the next several days has turned even more uncertain, with the latest runs having removed and then returned rain for many areas. Illinois and Indiana's first rain came with a derecho last Thursday. When Iowa had its derecho a few years ago, it caused more crop damage than the rain helped. The Iowa derecho came later in the summer so that the corn had pollinated and there were ears. Hard to harvest corn when stocks are horizontal. This week's derecho occurred before pollination. Stocks were going fast, making them susceptible to wind damage. Most hail policies do not cover wind. I added some wind coverage to my crop insurance coverage this week. There is above average hailstorm activity so far this season too. For some, with insurance coverage, a good hailstorm would be a good way to end the season. A southeast Nebraska subscriber says that he got a good rain, but it came too late. A sensitive amount of corn getting rain had gone over the threshold where permanent yield potential was being lost, so rains came too late for a full recovery. Corn tasseling shoulder high will yield what? 
Corn doesn't pollinate well horizontally, so corn flattened by the duratio is done. Farmers are evaluating their crop potential relative to their APHs. If anticipated yield potential is below their historical yield, they will not spend any more money on this crop. Why add fungicide costs if only to reduce the crop insurance indemnity? A lot of management decisions will be getting made as to how to maximize revenue rather than produce the highest yields. The movement of the Texas Ridge East allowed the airflow to bring Pacific moisture and repetitive systems into the driest areas of the Corn Belt, crossing west to east below the I-80 corridor from Nebraska to Indiana. This was a good reprieve for stressed crops, so now what next? The rain is not enough to finish them. Forecasts lack confidence the further out they go. But the way it looks now, the ridge placement that allowed these rains is going to move and change again mid-month. Bermuda High is absent, and most moisture is coming from a westerly direction into the Corn Belt rather than from the Gulf. The trend will probably turn back drier again. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.